Our final stop as we've made our way around the NFC. It's time to cover the NFC East and give our picks for who we think will come out of the NFC and represent them in this year's Super Bowl. We'll get to it all next. 414 Sports Podcast. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in once again. It's the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillas. Thank you so much logging in and listening once again here, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. Couldn't be happier that you've chosen to take a few minutes and check out our podcast as we've continued to make our way and continued to make our way around the NFL. Today, we wrap up the NFC by covering the NFC East. At the end of today's podcast, we'll make our pick as to who we think will represent the NFC in this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. And then after this episode, we'll jump to the AFC and do the same thing, making our way around the different divisions. But first up, as we conclude the NFC, we talk about the NFC East. And the NFC East has the potential to be one of those divisions that gets talked about a lot Because as the NFL loves parity, outside of the Giants, there is parity in this division. Now, whether or not you want to argue how good that parity is, that that might be up for your undertaking. But parity in and of itself exists in the NFC East. So with the other divisions, what we've done is we've started with the team that we thought would win the division and then made our way down. We're going to do something different with the NFC East. We're going to start with the team that we think will be in last place, be the basement dweller this season within that division, and then talk about where we think those other three teams will fall into play. So the team that we're quite certain will find themselves in the cellar this season, that will be the New York Giants. The New York Giants have more question marks than I think anybody has answers for. So it starts now with the head coach, Brian Dable. Brian Dable coming from Buffalo, coming again from a very successful program, much like in the NFC where everybody's grabbing assistant coaches from the Rams. On the AFC side of things, many coaches are finding themselves head coaching positions coming from teams like the Buffalo Bills. So with that said, Brian Dable going into this season, I think the question marks are abound. I don't know what necessarily the status line has to be within that organization for Brian Dable to create this aura, this atmosphere that they're headed in the right direction. Is it going to be one loss total, which we've not talked about with any of the other teams 
other than the fact I'll say if the over-under for the Giants is at 5.5, I'm going to take the under. I, I just There's just way too many question marks. So I, I saw one report that asked, if, if it isn't the one-loss total, is it within the organization that he's able to create a feeling, kind of like what Dan Campbell has done at Detroit? Dan Campbell has given Detroit hope, even though their one-loss record was abysmal last year, but he's given them hope, and he's given them hope heading into this season. Now, I don't think anybody thinks under Jared Goff the Detroit Lions are playoff or Super Bowl contenders, but that's a team, as we know, and we talked about the NFC North, that team get to 500. City of Detroit's going to lose their mind. So with the Giants... Does Brian Dable have to create that kind of energy where this team is in it and maybe they're one loss record? Maybe at the end of the year they only win two games, but they're in those games and he's creating this atmosphere of like we're only a player or two or three away. That will help him sustain his job. It's not going to help with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Daniel Jones much like his counterpart previously in New York and Sam Darnold with the Jets, drafted to help take that team to the next level. I think Daniel Jones is a very competent quarterback, but in the wrong situation. And maybe it's the right situation now under Brian Dable, but the previous administration didn't do much to help Daniel Jones progress his career. Now, there are some guys that come out of college and they're just NFL-ready, bar none. You tweak here and there, and boom, they're off and running. And some guys need more time. Daniel Jones, I don't think, was ever given that time. And I think it was in a situation where he wasn't going to learn and mature the way he needed to to become as successful as everybody had hoped. So Daniel Jones will get thrown to the fire this year, again, with a whole lot of question marks, and we'll see how he responds. I have a feeling after this year, Daniel Jones will find himself bouncing around a little bit, much like Sam Darnold will be, because I have a hard time believing Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback once Carolina gets into game one of this season. It'll be all about Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold will then be prepping himself for wherever he goes next. I think the same thing can be said for Daniel Jones. And then who's going to defend the pass? In New York. That, that's, that's one of the bigger questions. We're in a pass-orientated league. You had a Pro Bowl corner in James Bradbury that you outright released, and you left yourselves with guys who are competent but not necessarily marquee in today's pass-orientated world, which is the NFL. So you've got all of these question marks, and you've got question marks in two very primary spots in your organization, the quarterback and your secondary. And then we could spend we could spend 20 to 25 minutes talking about other positions, but just know that the New York Giants have more questions than answers, and that's one of the reasons why I think they'll find themselves at the bottom once we wrap up this 2023 season. 22 season what season 2022 headed to 23 because the super bowl will be in 23 all right with that we move our way into 
the other teams in the NFC East. Now, normally, as I said, we've been covering them in order. Today, I'm going to go in alphabetical order because I have no idea how the Commanders, the Cowboys are going to fare out as well as the Eagles. You've got three teams here that have done various things in the offseason that have young players that seemingly are ready to take the next step. And yes, there are some question marks, but this this division has three teams that could vie for the number one spot. Now, with that said, you could end up at the end of the season seeing whoever wins this division once again having a sub-500 record because you could see these teams beating one another and splitting all the way down the line with, again, the exception of the Giants. And maybe it's that one Giants win against a division opponent that really upsets the apple cart. Could you see everybody splitting, everybody dominating the Giants, and then hypothetically the Giants, let's say, beat the Commanders late in the season, and it's that loss that costs Washington a chance to win the division. That's the kind of division the NFC East is. So we'll start at the top and make our way down. And again, I'm not quite sure in this division, like I was feeling very certain in the other three who's going to win it. In this division, I think it's going to be one of these three teams, so we'll go in alphabetical order. We'll start with the Commanders. The Commanders go out and get Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz, who struggled a little bit, especially when they needed him to play his best for the Colts to get into the playoffs last year and didn't do so, who became expendable, now will lead the Commanders. And the Commanders have had the likes of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You had Alex Smith. And bless Alex Smith's heart for everything that he did to battle back after that gruesome injury. But you've you've had some quarterbacks who've had capabilities but just haven't had enough it to get you where you need it to be. Will Carson Wentz provide that? Carson Wentz has shown he can win and win in the playoffs, but he's also shown that he can disappear at times. So we'll wait and see what Carson Wentz will do, but again, on paper, it looks as if it's a step in the right direction. It's an upgrade to what they had last year. Now, Unlike what we talk about constantly in Green Bay, the one thing the Washington Commanders have is depth at the wide receiver core. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Damani Brown, Kevin Harmon, all of these guys can catch the football. And I'll go back again. I wouldn't doubt that at some point somebody gets put out to pasture. That's a really terrible way of saying it. But in other words, they get cut. And these are the type of receivers that you could find in Green Bay before the start of week one as camp again progresses and moves forward. So you've got all these receivers. Carson Wentz should not have a complaint about who he's throwing the ball to. The complaint could be who's not getting the ball. With all of that talent, Somebody's not going to get their share of catches. And that's where the discord could come in. So that's one essence to keep an eye on. The other, again, is the secondary. Washington, 
who paid big dollars for Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III to play cornerback, will they deliver? Will they deliver to what their contract was written for? So, again, you've got depth, and you've made acquisitions to create depth at some very crucial spots. So the Washington Commanders could very well be in contention. The next one, and again, we're going in alphabetical order, the next one is the Cowboys. And the Cowboys seemingly starts like almost every team in the NFL with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. And Dak Prescott has had an injury that knocked him out for the better part of that season, a gruesome injury that he's battled all the way back from. Dak Prescott, by things that you read, is a, is a good leader, is respected in that locker room. Dak Prescott has been surrounded by talent, and here's where the knock comes many a times with Dak Prescott is he's had all this talent, and why haven't they made or taken that next step? This will be a crucial year. This is going to be a crucial year not only for him, but for Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy just within the last week opened training camp, and already the seat is warm because many know that the owner, Jerry Jones, who's 80, is not waiting forever for that team to get back to the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy, our former coach with Green Bay, made some really bizarre decisions last season. And it caught a great deal of scrutiny. And so going into this season, knowing that Sean Payton, who left New Orleans, who is quote-unquote retired, is sitting in the wings, knowing that Jerry Jones in a heartbeat will release you and go get him because he was one of Jerry's boys back in the day, and he let him go, and he went to New Orleans and had a great deal of success. He's waiting to grab him and pull him back into the fold. So Mike McCarthy almost has to be spotless in his approach, in his game planning, in his leadership, in every aspect of the game because you have an owner in Jerry Jones who loves to meddle. And knowing that he's looking over your shoulder 24-7, that's a lot. That's a great deal of pressure. So the head coaching department and all of the coaches with the coordinators and so forth are going to be under a great deal of scrutiny. Then we look at the running back spot. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't necessarily been the same since he got paid. Tony Pollard has picked up the slack. And so will Tony Pollard now get more carries than Ezekiel Elliott? Be curious to see what DraftKings or whoever else has the over-under on that. The running back situation, there, there are so many different areas, as always with the Cowboys, that you can go soap opera-like, and this is just one of them. And then one of the big questions again now will be, can C.D. Lamb step up and be, as CBS Sports put it, the guy? Can he be the guy? Can he be the go-to? Can he be what Devontae Adams was to the Green Bay Packers? Can C.D. Lamb be that guy for the Dallas Cowboys? Again, questions, but the questions are different than as we started this episode off with 
the New York Giants. You're talking about talent on these teams, meaning Washington and Dallas. The talent level just isn't quite there yet for the Giants. And then finally to round things out, the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen Hurts ready to take the next step? Can Jalen Hurts improve his passing to help the Eagles take that next step? I think there's going to be a lot put on Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, to me, looks like a guy who can take it. Philadelphia is a tough place to play. Not because of the ownership or because of the coaching staff or anything else. It's a tough place to play because they have an extremely passionate, almost over-the-top fan base that doesn't allow for mistakes. Jalen Hurts has experienced that. He's going to have to take the next step, and hopefully he will. If he can take that next step, I think the Eagles have an opportunity to win the division. In a division, again, I think you could find the team who wins it to be below 500. So that's the NFC East. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we'll let you know from the 414 Sports Podcast who we think will represent the NFC this year in Super Bowl 57. We'll do it in just a sec. Welcome back in as we wrap things up as we've just got done covering the NFC East. We've made our way throughout the NFC, and now it's time to pick who we think will represent the NFC in Super Bowl 57. Once the playoffs have, and let me use the old NFL films uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs, once they've matriculated themselves towards the NFC Conference Championship game, I think we're likely to see a bit of a rematch, and that rematch from a couple of years ago will be the Green Bay Packers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So right now I've got Green Bay going up against Tampa Bay, and this time I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to take the Packers to be in Super Bowl 57. I think this is going to be uh, a season in which Aaron Rodgers – gets to the Super Bowl, not sure yet, dependent upon how things roll out with the AFC, whether he can win it or not, but I think if he gets to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, that's when I think we could see Aaron Rodgers exit stage left. So out of the NFC, we'll take the Green Bay Packers. I know that's shocking being here in the 414, but we'll take the Green Bay Packers to represent the NFC. Thanks very much again for joining us on this podcast and hope that you've enjoyed our walk through the nfc the afc is next so stick around for that i'm don with take care of each other we'll talk to you soon